1: You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 16, Reflecting and Setting Goals for 2018, with Dr. Yami and Angela Sof. When it's
0: dinner time, I got something you should try. It's crunchy, green, and yummy, and it's about to blow your mind. It's low on calories, and it looks like mini trees. When you're having dinner with me, broccoli, Achoo.
1: I am your host, Dr. Yami Kazorla lancaster board-certified pediatrician, certified food for life cooking and nutrition instructor, certified well coach, and passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant based nutrition, habit formation, behavior change, and motivation so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you keep coming back as a regular listener. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Hello, and welcome back to Veggie Doctor Radio and Happy New Year. I am so excited about 2018. Well, I've had a little two-week break after the whirlwind of December. In case you didn't know, I got the opportunity to do a TEDx talk here in Yakima. So I did that mid-December, and the next morning we got ready. We flew out for vacation, and then Christmas came and New Year. so it's been a bit busy. So I took a little bit of a two-week break, which felt great, but I am so ready to jump back in my podcaster seat and keep working on all these fabulous projects that I have going on. And I love New Year. I love New Year and I love my birthday because it is two times of the year where I get to hit the reset button. For some reason around my birthday, I always feel like, okay, I'm getting to a certain age and it starts my year, but then I also feel that on the New Year. So I'm always excited about New Year. I don't dread it and I always have some sort of goal, or resolution, or habits I want to implement. And because of that, I wanted to talk to you about that today. Because recently, I've been hearing a lot of negative things about New Year's. Like, oh, resolutions never work. I've even heard people say, you should never set goals. And that makes no sense to me, but you know, they might have a point. or. It just decreases your self-esteem if you want to set a goal and you don't do it. So you shouldn't even set a goal. You shouldn't even have a resolution. Don't even worry about your habits. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not how I function. But somebody in my life that has inspired me a lot is my dear friend, Angela Sof. She is also my mastermind partner. And even though I think sometimes I'm way too enthusiastic about all the projects and things that I want to do. You can believe it or not, Angela motivates me even more to continue to do those things I love. But she has also served as an example of what can happen when you put your mind to something, establish habits, visualize, and go for your dream. So Angela is a musician and recording artist. She has a band, the Angela Sof Band, And she had a magnificent 2017. Angela, welcome to the show. Tell us about how 2017 went for you.
2: Woo! I'm on the Veggie Fit Kids podcast. Veggie Doctor Radio. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I got the name wrong. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, man. Start over. Hi, Dr. Yami. I'm so honored to be here with you. Uh, 2017 was what I call my be brave year. It was the year that I kind of gave myself a kick in the pants, you know, can I just tell the story? Do it. Because I was thinking about this just a few days ago. Like what was this turning point in my life? Just a few years ago, I was not really doing anything with music, even though I identified in my heart of hearts as a musician I really was kind of, you know, scooting it under the rug a little bit, or a lot bit. Anyway, and I ended up becoming friends with this incredible person called Yami. (laughs) And when she found out that I was a musician, she kind of yelled at me. And I haven't been yelled at by a pediatrician in a really long time. (laughs) And it really kind of took me back, like, when you... When you told me, I didn't even know, I've known you all this time and I didn't even know you're a musician. Like you've been just kind of sitting on this thing for a long time. Like what's wrong with you? Why are you pretending that you're not what you want to be? And that kind of like catapulted me into this whole world of, of realizing that, you know, you get to decide or I get to decide where my life's going to go. And I shouldn't wait around for validation from other people or for the right time or for my kids to grow up or for me to just make more money so that I can afford all these things. It's really just has to begin today. It has to start right now. Wherever you are, your goals have to begin with where you're standing. So for me, 2017 was okay. I'm going to take those first baby steps, those painful, painful steps forward. I'm going to be really vulnerable. I'm going to ask people to join me. I'm going to try to grow something from this tiny little seed that was really, you know, an album that I had put out a long time ago that I really felt was dead and resurrect who I was and the parts of me that really gave me life and made me want to wake up in the morning really excited. So that for me was just an act of bravery, like, let's get going with this thing and start over. And I feel like, you know, we underestimate sometimes what we can accomplish just by changing the way we think about ourselves. And you've been so instrumental in that, you know, every time I would feel intense self doubt, I would text Yami at like 5.30 in the morning because I knew she was awake. and you would send me something awesome some cool emoji or some meme that was a pick me up and and those little little things those mind shifts began to take form and began to change how i thought of myself and then everything else falls into place mm-hmm. it's kind of like setting an outline you know if the gaps get filled in as you decide what you want it to be
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just want to interject here and clarify that I did not yell at you, but I do, I do agree with what you're saying because what, what shocked me is that I, I learned that Angela was a musician and that she had a desire in her soul to create more music, but she would never integrate it into her identity when she spoke to other people so we would meet new people and I, I would see her introduce herself i'm angela i have two kids i stay at home then that was it there was there was nothing else and that's fine that's completely fine i'm not saying that being a stay at home mother or identifying as being a mother is a bad thing but i knew there was more but it's almost like she was afraid to take that next step and say i am a musician i create music and when she started changing that about her belief in herself and her belief in her identity, that's when things opened up. Tell them about what you did in 2017 that you had texted me that you were going to do. And you were like, Oh, it's not going to work. It's probably not going to happen. It's not going to be a success. What did you do in 2017? That was a success <laughs> that allowed you to get to where you are in April for a release.
2: Well, there are a lot of things I think that I felt insecure about, but the big one was, you know, way back when I just wanted to start a band, you know, restart a band. And then the big kind of leap was I started a Kickstarter campaign in the fall, like late summer of twenty seventeen, asking everyone to support my music financially, which is a really scary step. Is this what you're getting at? Mm-hmm. Okay. And for a whole month, I badgered people and asked them for money, which is like my worst nightmare come true. But I knew I needed to do it in order to get the support I needed. And I met my goal. I met this huge, huge goal, which I thought I wouldn't. And now I'm recording my second album. I actually just finished recording in Seattle with an amazing producer. And I have a great band and we did a tour in Utah not too long ago and a lot of awesome things are ramping up for 2018 that I'm really excited about. So the album comes out in April and I'm shooting a music music video in a few weeks and uh, releasing the first single and then the second single and then hitting the road going on tour.
1: Oh, that's so exciting. It's just so inspiring to me because I'm not an artist myself. So to me, that just seems like, wow, that's just so cool. Angela, how do you approach the new year? Do you have a certain ritual that you have whenever we're ending one year and going into another? Do you set resolutions, goals? Do you work on your habits? How do you, what do you do?
2: Yeah, so I'm one of those people that's all about goals. So um, unlike others, I can see where maybe the new year could feel intimidating or daunting or like you don't even want to look at it because it just represents failure, However, <clears throat> I feel like there are some things, at least for me, that I put in place to make sure that I don't give up in March. And that really for me is asking myself, in, in December, I start thinking about this. What is it I want to accomplish? But more impo- importantly, why do I want to accomplish it?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because when you look at a goal, let's say, let's say it's something like weight loss. Mm-hmm. I want to lose 10 pounds, or I want to lose 50 pounds, whatever it might be. The question isn't really, how am I going to lose 10 pounds? What's my structure? What am I going to do every day? What am I going to eat every day? It's why. Why do you want to lose 10 pounds? What's the point? Like why? What would be better about your life that you're not experiencing now that you would experience? So I ask myself those questions like, why do I want to release this album? What is, it signif- what is the significance of it for me? And how will my life be improved because of this? And that one motivating why is what pushes me through those hard, hard months of feeling like, ah, oh, like, why did I even make this goal? This is a stupid goal. It really helps you get through that. So <clears throat> I start December thinking about, what it is that I want, and why I want it. And then I create just a few big goals for myself. So for this year, I've created a theme. Just like last year, my theme was to be brave. For this year, it's really, I want to bust out. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I want to break free from some limiting beliefs and old stuff that I've carried around for a long time, and I just really want to come into my, my own art and my own self. So what does that look like? That big theme has underneath it all the things that I want to accomplish, and I just write them down as a list, and then I break it down into simple, simple action steps month by month. So I know already for January what it is I need to accomplish in order to reach goal one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm.
1: So you have five goals that you set for the year or how many do you have usually a limit or a minimum?
2: I have written down about five because I can't handle more than that. Mm-hmm. I think the, I think that that number seems like visually when I write it up and put it on my wall, I can see those, I can grasp them, I can internalize them more than that. And it feels like a laundry list. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've read the same thing recently, that why is a clarification. It helps clarify the reason that goal is so important to you. Because if it's, like you said, if it's not important, you're not going to do it when the going gets tough. And we know that the going starts getting tough a few weeks into the year, right? (laughs) So um, that clarification is very important of your goals. Well, Tell me about how you approached last year. I know that you implemented lots of habits and lots of things to keep you on track with your goals. And you also got to work with a coach, which I think helped a lot too. But what kind of rituals do you have in place to ensure
2: that you're staying on track? Well, I have my daily routine that I think really helps. And I notice that when I don't, like when I'm traveling and I don't have this routine, everything gets out of whack. But my daily routine consists of quiet time in the morning, if that's possible. I get up really early, I go to bed really early, and I make quiet time to read, reflect, think about the day, what I need to accomplish, and really plan it out, and then make adjustments throughout the day. You know, I have three little kids, so there are always going to be interruptions. There are always going to be things that get in the way. But <clears throat> knowing what are my top three priorities for that day and making sure that I make time for those before I, you know, say yes to volunteer for something or or even things that may, might seem important but really can wait for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, just having those priorities in your mind. Another <clears throat> really great tip that I heard from someone was, you know, when you're trying to accomplish something, we get so sidetracked, we get so distracted, we live in an age of intense distraction, mm-hmm. and I think as a as a woman, as a mother and a wife, I am on, like, multitasking mode constantly, so I'm like, I saw this picture of a, a woman who was, like, an octopus, and she had, like, eight arms, and one of them was answering the phone, one's, like, stirring the pot, one's changing a diaper. And that's like sometimes our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So for me a huge, huge change this year was I decided I was gonna turn off my phone and put it in a drawer and set a timer on my computer and not open all the other tabs that are there and really just focus. I think that's a something that we lack or I lacked was this scatterbrain sort of thing that I would do trying to just run around and accomplish everything at once. I wasn't as efficient. Mm-hmm. So Being more focused and following my my weekly plan, my daily plan as best as possible. Mm
1: -hmm. Focus is almost a luxury nowadays. I feel definitely as a physician, I have to have my phone by my side so my patients can reach me. And I love all of you, my family. So don't worry, you're not bothering me. Please call me if you need (laughs) me. (laughs) Okay, Um, but I always have to have my phone next to me because I want to make sure I'm available. But I think one of the worst distractions in the world is having children. I mean, you can tell your kids, I'm on the phone, don't bother me, and that to me is tra- to them is translated, I'm on the phone, please interrupt me as many <laughs> times as possible. Come scream, bang on the door, make the dog bark, whatever it is, do that now, please. <laughs> or you're doing something else and they suddenly after you ask them if they were hungry, 5 minutes later now they're hungry and they want to eat something. So, it's a constant distraction. And I found in my life that focusing helps decrease my irritability because when I'm trying to do too many things, when I'm trying to multitask with too many things, my brain can't handle it and I get grumpy and that's not a good way to live a joyful life or get anything done. So you're both grumpy and inefficient, two bad combos. So I agree with you that one of the things I've had to do is to stop the incessant Facebook, email, Facebook, email. It's going back and forth, checking things, trying to get that little zing of novelty in my brain and trying to focus and setting aside blocks of time to accomplish the things I want to accomplish. So one of my top goals for 2018 is to write my book. And I know that in order for me to write that book and not keep back-burnering it is that I have to set aside time in my calendar to have a daily writing practice because otherwise it's just not going to get done. You can't just do it in my sleep. So that is a very good point.
2: Can I interject here and ask? Absolutely. A question. So I think you know everyone or well not everyone, but your listeners know that you're extremely busy. You have so much on your plate. You're giving TED talks, you're doing television interviews, you're podcasting, you have two wonderful boys. You have you have so much on your plate. Walk us through your day? Like, how are you efficient with your time? How are you getting rid of distractions? And what what, what does your day look like for maximum efficiency?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, just like you, I'm an early riser. And you know that I'm up early because we
1: text each other in the morning. Right now, I aim to get up about 4.30 in the morning. I like to do my little short meditation. Recently, I've introduced a very short five-minute yoga practice just to get my body going and get blood flowing. And then after I do a couple little household tasks, like make coffee for my dear husband, which is one of my loving acts that I do for him every day, and get breakfast ready for my little one who must eat as soon as he wakes up. Otherwise, he feels like he's going to starve to death. After I do those two things, I head to the gym. And that is, to me, it's like taking an energy pill. If I go to the gym, I know that I'm going to have sustained mental energy all day long until I get turned off like a light switch around 9 p.m. And I don't get tired or sleepy. I'm just going all day. And one thing that's helped me recently, every day in my life after that is very different because I see patients in the office all day one day or one day I might have cooking classes or it might be doing my podcast recording. But one thing that's very important to me is it has to be in my calendar If it's not in my calendar, if it's not in my to-do list, it's like, isn't going to happen. So I have to schedule it. And I'm really lucky because both of my kids are in school. So I don't have any little ones at home that I have to watch. And I get a good six hours during the day where I can have uninterrupted time to work on my project, to see patients. And then a couple of days a week, I have somebody else that picks up the kids So I have extended time those days. And then the other three days, I pick them up, take them to their activities, get to spend time with them. So I I like my balance because I feel like I'm a mom and get to do my mom stuff, but I also am a career woman, a business woman, and a creative entrepreneur. And I, I really like having different things that I do every day to keep my mind stimulated. And then the other thing that's very important to me is I always go to bed on time. Like I love my sleep. Especially after medical school and residency where I was forced to be awake for 30 plus hours at a time. You cannot make me stay up late. Like it's not fun for me. So usually I'm in bed by 8.30 and usually I'm asleep by 9.30. 10 at the latest. And so are my kids. They love going to bed on time. So it's great at
2: my house. Everybody gets good sleep. And do you have a cutoff time in which your work day ends and your family time begins? Or do you – tell us about the evening. That's very important because I,
1: I get excited about my work. I do, I, I, the other day I was thinking, it's like my playtime, like my work time is like my playtime. So sometimes I get into the habit of extending my work day, which is not good because then I'm multitasking because my kids wanna spend time with me, I need to cook and I'm trying to do too many things at once, I get grumpy. So recently I made a rule that I do no work after seven. Of course, again, my patients, if you call me, that's different. But as far as, you know, social media, blog posts, any of those other things, I know if it's past 7pm, I'm not going to do it. And usually because I'm so busy early morning, I don't start doing any work until after I drop the kids off at school, which is like 830 in the morning and that's helped me a lot to have that clear division between family time and work time.
2: And what about, you said you, you, know, you get ready for bed. Are you reading a book? Are you watching TV? What's your, what's your nighttime routine? Uh, we don't really watch TV at our
1: house, but I do. I love reading. So I read to my boys every night. They love it. It's a little ritual together. And then after they go to bed, if I don't want to go to sleep right away, which sometimes I do, because that's very valuable to me, I'll read a book, journal, maybe get on social media,
2: text Angela, things like that. You said that with a guilty face. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I want to ask you about your sense of motivation, uh, you know. I think a lot of us, when we, we decide to do something and then we take those steps forward and maybe we get a no, or maybe we get, you know, instead of losing those pounds, we gain 10 pounds, or there's some setback that we experience. What do you do mid-year or, you know, whenever you're attempting to do something and you get that resistance, how do you handle it to make sure you still achieve your goals? Well, it's
1: different for different things, but I have had a few goals that I've been working on for what seems like decades. And I don't know, I'm just so stubborn and persistent. I refuse to give up. And I think I've been so lucky because most of the things I've wanted to do in my life, I've been able to do. Most of the things I've wanted, I've gotten. And that's made me very confident in my ability to achieve my goals. But also on the question of motivation, I really do feel like I secrete more dopamine than some people because I get highly motivated. Like I just have very high motivation. It sticks in my mind, it's right up here in the front, my executive functioning, and I just just pursue it with laser focus. But I have had setbacks, I have had disappointments, I've had rejection. And I can't say it doesn't get me down because I'm a very emotional person and you've seen me at those times. But what I'm able to do now is reflect upon it, try to understand why that happened, why I have a setback, and then problem solve, and just have the confidence to go forward and say, if I still want to achieve this goal, if I still want this thing, what do I have to change in order to change the outcome?
2: Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does. And Just adding to that, I think for those people who maybe are not so self-motivated or don't have that drive like you have, I think there's still that desire to achieve, however, some of us become very fragile emotionally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and don't handle those setbacks or those rejections. And something that I learned that's really, really valuable, it's actually two pieces to this, is one of them, we look for a lot of times validation outside of ourselves we look for people to compliment or reassure us that our work is worth something Mm -hmm. and there's a difference between validating and feedback we want feedback Mm -hmm. you want to know how is my work How, how can i improve it but there's a fine line between that and wanting to know is it worthy is it good enough and that good enough piece can become really destructive for people like, I think, myself, where I place so much value on perhaps what, what someone else might think something was worth rather than being my own coach. Mm-hmm. And so instead of looking outside of yourself for validation, really turning inside and saying, well, what is it that I want? And does it matter if anyone else you know, believes in this project or not? Do I believe in it? Mm-hmm. And if you believe in it, then that is that is 100% a good reason to move forward with it. Yeah. And you will get the feedback as you go along. But looking inward and becoming your own coach when you when you do feel that self-doubt as you move along through the year, I think is critical for actually seeing progress. Mm-hmm. Because so many of us really become stunted when we don't find that validation within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I think that goes
1: back to the clarity. Why do you want something? Why do you want to achieve that? What is that truly going to mean to you? Is it just because of what people will think of you or is it something that is going to give you that reassurance inside, you know, that intrinsic, motivation, not extrinsic motivation. It's not what other people want you to achieve. It's what you yourself want to achieve. Well, if you don't mind, if we can switch gears really quickly, I want to talk a little bit about family habits. So both you and I, we have children and husbands. <laughs> Sometimes we have to watch after our husbands too. But in, in 2018, do you have any goals relating to your family or any habits that you want to clean up?
2: This is so timely that you would ask this because just recently my husband came home and he said, you know, I think that we really need to run our family more like a business. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, oh, really? And he said, yeah, you know, it doesn't really make any sense for us to just be moving through life without any sort of plan. We need a business plan. So we sat down our 11-year-old, our 8-year-old and our 5-year-old and we had our first business meeting and we assigned executive roles and goals and what we wanted to accomplish and my son wanted to know about profit sharing Nice. (laughs) and we kind of came up with this action plan for maximum fun Mm. and that became sort of the mantra for us rather than, you know, how can we stop fighting how can we prevent all these things that we i think that we have focused on in the past is how can we avoid the painful instead of voting instead of talking about avoiding the painful how can we instill more fun mm-hmm. more joy mm-hmm. how can it be more fun for us how can it be more rewarding to mm-hmm. be a family unit and my kids had some really great ideas and we asked them to come up with some of the punishments or the, um, the disciplinary action for if anyone, you know, breaks these corporate regulations, (laughs) probation, and currently two of my kids don't have dessert for the next month. Wow. But they, you know, this is implemented by themselves, you know, they're their own. Self-policing. Yes. And they are their own, you know, PR department. So... They they had to come up with this themselves, and <clears throat> so um, I am really excited about the new year because I think that moving forward for our family, anyway, it's going to be less about how can we, how can I as a mom make life more fun for my kids or my husband? Because that's not really my job. I think it's a, your job as a parent is to care for them, but everyone in the family needs to look at how is this going to be great, and a great investment for all of us if we're going to be in this family business together. Mm-hmm. So really kind of dishing out the roles more, and that puts a lot of a lot less pressure on me as the mom, kind of the nucleus, to make sure everything runs smoothly. That is so cool. So how often are you guys going to have your business meetings? We have weekly meetings on Sunday nights before school starts, and we, we actually call it family night, um, and we talk about everything from vacations to grades to how's the hitting and biting situation going on and so it's been so far we've had two corporate meetings and it's been fabulous what about you I love that that's such a great idea we actually had a Lancaster
1: mission and vision a few years back I probably still have it on my phone safe somewhere but I think that would be fun to revisit with my family so my goal this year is to Bring more love and kindness into serving my family because at times I've had resentments feeling like I have so much to do and I have to do everything for everybody but now my intention is to do things whatever I have to do or want to do with love in my heart and it's amazing how that changes everything about my relationships with my husband and my children, definitely have more fun, have more game nights with my kids. Now they're old enough to just really love playing games together and taking them to their sporting events. And that's one of those things that I want to
2: continue to practice this year. Something I really love about your interaction with your family that I've watched closely is something that you told me, and I hope it's okay to share, but that whatever it is that you choose to do with your family, you make sure that all of you like it. You don't do something unless who at whatever parties involved wants to do it. And then that creates more joy and more love in your heart because you're not resenting or bored the whole time. So you guys love to go watch movies. And that's a thing that you do with your boys. And your husband likes to take them biking or skiing. And that's something they do. And I think that's That's a really great way to stand back and say, well, what do I enjoy about my family? And knowing that when you're enjoying it, you're going, you're going to just bring more light to that whole situation.
1: Yeah. You project more joy. It's like you radiate the right kind of energy and vibration and I can see it. I mean, it's palpable, but I I did, I had a video about that called, I think I called it the Venn diagram of family activities or something like that. And you see what everybody likes and where that intersects and those are the things that you should do together and I used to feel I used to get angry because my husband doesn't like going to movie theater he feels it's kind of like a waste of time you know he'll go with me sometimes but so I used to kind of be like why don't you want to come with us why don't you want to spend this time but then I realized he just didn't like it why would I force him to do something but me and the kids like it and The truth is, we don't care if he's not there. We're all just sitting there in the movie theater watching a movie anyway. So now that's my indulgence that I get to have with them. And it's special time with me because they know that with mommy, they get to go to the movie theater. But Brad loves to take them skiing and likes to take them to do all the active stuff. Not that I don't like that stuff, but we all have our things that, where our personality shines, where our interest shines. And when you align that with, the love you have for your family, then it just it's like spreads magic. more. Yeah, it's just everybody gets really happy. So I think um, that's what I want to focus on this year is quality time, fun, and bringing and doing with love and kindness in my heart. So for 2018, are there any big fears that you have for this year?
2: Oh, Yes course I have I feel like I'm I'm like one big sandbag of fear that I am trying not to pop <laughs> but I'm working really hard to overcome those fears and um and yeah I don't know if you want me to enumerate all of them but I think that the fear of of things not turning out the way you have them pictured in your mind is is a big one. You know, I think for most people, it's we have this vision of how we want it to go, and <clears throat> being able to let go and saying it's okay if it doesn't turn out exactly the way I want. At least I'm headed in that that general direction, and I'm still plowing forward, even if it means I have to cross a frozen river, or you know, I might break my leg on the way. It's mm-hmm. okay; you're still going to get there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And to know that we don't have to take everything so seriously.
1: Mm -hmm. Like we can just really approach life with all the richness of the different experiences, all the depths of the emotion as a fun time. Like life can be fun. And yeah, setback is a setback, but look how many more opportunities you have. So I have fears too, obviously. And sometimes I feel like I'm total fraud. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh, well, who do I think I am? Wanting to write a book or having done a TED talk, like that's ridiculous. But whenever I see it as like, well, why not? I'm having fun. It changes my perspective. It changes that fear and that closed up feeling in my heart to a more open one where anything is possible. Like seriously, it's like unicorns and rainbows. Like in my (laughs) mind, sometimes anything is possible. (laughs) And I love unicorns. Okay, final question, because I'm going to be releasing a video on this topic soon. But I want to know, what would you do? if you had a billion dollars
2: <laughs> well <clears throat> besides pay for a weekly massage <laughs> that would be the first one I oh there's so many things you know that I think I used to think I would pay for you know like elaborate trips and like some villa in France or something but um I think with like a billion dollars, I'd first pay off our student loans and pay off my brother's student loans. And then, you know, after my regular needs were met, there are some people that I would like to help kind of like long term. And I, I feel like just the way that I grew up, my parents taught me to, you know, invest in not just, you know, financially, but invest in yourself as a, as a person. And I feel like there are people who could use some help investing in themselves, whether it's education or some professional way that would change their life and their family's life forever. So Mm. I would divide it up in many different ways. You can give some to me too. And I might buy you a t-shirt that says (laughs) life would be better if only I had a, what does it say?
1: Sometimes you just need a billion dollars. Sometimes you
2: just need a billion
1: dollars. (laughs) Awesome. So as we close up, Angela, I'm wondering if you could please tell the listeners how they can connect with you and how they can find out more about your upcoming album and your tour and what you're going to be up to in 2018.
2: Oh, yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much for letting me be on your podcast. This is such an honor. And yes, my, my name is Angela Sof, and you can find me at AngelaSof.com. That's S-O-F-F-E. And it's pronounced like soap, even though it looks like Sophie. <laughs> and I'm on Instagram, Sof Angela, and Angela Sof Band on Facebook. And really the best thing that you can do to support me and my music right now is joining my mailing list so you can get. Updates. So if you go to my website, you can sign up for the mailing list there. And this year, you know, there's just going to be so much going on. If you're in the Pacific Northwest or Utah or Idaho, we're going to be touring through your state. And uh, you can have us come as a house concert band, or you can come out to see us play. Our big release show is April 21st, right here in Yakima, Washington. And you can get tickets online. And I'm super excited. There's going to be there's going to be so much cool stuff. We have art, a big art show going on, and food vendors, and just kind of a big celebration of Yakima's art. And um, and yeah, it's just going to be super cool. So watch out for that and our all of our fun stuff coming down the road. Yay! I'm so excited. Well, I want to
1: summarize everything we've talked about today and bring it down to a few points that you may take away today to help you clarify 2018. For your goals, number one, clarify. Why do you want to achieve this goal? Why is it important to you? Number two, what's very important, write it down. If you have a goal and you really want to achieve it, after you clarify it, write it down. That is one way that your brain starts to make it a reality. Going a step further, number three, spend some time each day visualizing what you're going to feel like and what your life is going to look like after you have achieved this goal. And finally, I think the most important is to identify with that goal. Do you believe that you are the type of person that can achieve that goal? Do you truly believe that? Because the only way to achieve that goal is to believe that you can. Like Angela has said before, your body achieves what your mind believes first. It has to be real in your brain before it can be real in the material world. Can I,
2: can I just add something to what you just said? Because I think those are all amazing and those will get you... To, those will get you to the end of the diving board. But before you can actually get in the water, you have to jump. Mm. You have to actually do something. You can't just like sit there like I used to and be like, oh yeah, I can totally visualize my life being completely different than it is right now. My life is amazing and fill in the blank. All these things that you're visualizing, that's wonderful, but then you have to open your eyes, get up and go do something about it. You have to actually take those action steps it's like 90% grit, action, work, rejection over and over and over again. And then every night you come back to your visualizations again and you say, well, how is today? How how much closer am I to my goals? And don't give up when you feel like your world isn't what you visualize yet because it's going to take time and you have to put in the work. You can't just expect that somehow the stars are going to align for you without you getting up and taking those action steps.
1: Absolutely. And thank you so much. Because yes, I love I love the mind part of it. But it's true. If you don't get up and start doing the work, it's just not going to magically appear. So let's add number five. Number one, clarify. What is the goal, the vision that you want for your life? Number two, write it down. Number three, visualize it. Because you have to feel it and believe it in your mind. Number four, identify. Do you believe you're the type of person that can achieve this goal? And most importantly, number five, take action. Go out there and get it done. Another great tip from this podcast today is consider having a family business meeting and assigning all your children roles. Maybe not CFO, unless. They're very good at math and accounting. (laughs) You should probably stick with mom or dad for the CFO role, but I like that idea. So go out there, guys. Play. Have fun. Shine your light. Enjoy your life. We're here to have fun. We're here to enjoy and to love and to shine on others. Happy New Year, and thank you so much for listening. Angela, thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rocket surgeons music. Also, for more information on my work, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash veggie fit kids or you can email me at veggie doctor v e g g i e d o c t o r at veggiefitkids Sharing is caring. Please share, rate, and review my podcast and contact me if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a fantastic day.
0: We're having broccoli. We're having broccoli.